Hi guys, welcome back to episode two of the Glow Club. I have a really good episode planned. Today we are going to be talking about how powerful the mind is. Specifically, your subconscious mind, as well as the thoughts that you are thinking every day, controlling your reality and framing how you perceive everything that happens to you in your day and in your life. I want to give an example of a study from Yale in 2008. You might have heard this. I originally heard this when it went viral on TikTok, and then I had to look it up to share for this episode. Basically, in this study, Yale was trying to find out whether or not a person's judgment of somebody's character can be influenced by the temperature of the drink that they're holding. So what they did was they had a bunch of participants and they went up to them and asked them questions and asked them to fill out a brief survey. But what they did was ask them to hold a drink while they did it. And they were either given a warm drink, a warm hot coffee, or an iced coffee. And the study actually found that after the results were in, the participants were more likely to perceive that interviewer, that person, as more warm-hearted and friendly if they were holding a hot drink. And if they were holding a cold drink, they were more likely to assess that person as cold. So that just proves how unreliable the mind is when making these judgments. And if that is something as simple as perceiving somebody's demeanor or their their personality, imagine how much that is impacting the rest of your lives. And what other judgments is our subconscious mind making every single day that is affecting our mood, that's affecting whether or not we perceive things as good or bad, if it was a good day. And that's just day to day. And imagine how those perceptions can build and affect somebody's entire life. And I think that's a really good example. And it makes me think about what is framing our subconscious mind that makes us more likely to stick to the habits or behavior changes that we want to implement in our own lives. And I'm going to use the example of going to the gym because I always use that example. One, because I'm somebody who loves the gym and goes a lot. But two, I just think it it's such a perfect example in so many situations when it comes to like just talking about behavior change and self-improvement. It works so well. And it's something a lot of people are trying to do. So we'll say going to the gym, okay? There is a lot of people out there, um, like fitness influencers, influencers, you always see them ask like, oh, how how did you start going to the gym or what made you, what keeps you going to the gym every single day? Like, how do you do it? How do you stay motivated? And they're always just answering that they're just so disciplined and they just started going because one day they were just tired of not being fit and then one day they just decided to do it. And they might entirely believe that and I think that's true, but I think there's another part that is so influenced by the actions of people around us. So in my situation, I grew up in a family where we were super active and sports were just a thing that we did day to day. That's what me and my brothers did for fun. And to top it all off, uh, both of my parents were trainers. They worked at a gym. They still are. I don't know. I said were. My parents are still alive. (laughs) They're still training. Okay. Um, Back to that. So I was raised in a healthy household. And so for me, working out is just something that I, I honestly didn't even think about. And so for me to compare my situation of how I got into fitness with somebody who maybe came from a completely different family or household where working out was not normal, I think that just leaves out a big part of the story. And another example is 
like, would you have started really doing anything if you didn't see somebody else around you doing it? What challenges have you taken on in your life? If you think about it, you probably saw somebody else close to you doing that. And then that kind of framed your mind into thinking that that was possible. For example, I have always loved to talk, right? (laughs) Um, But I never thought about starting a podcast until I saw friends and peers and people close to me starting a podcast because then I realized that's something that I could be doing. And it was always something that I could have done, but there's a difference between seeing somebody who is similar to you appear doing something and then just seeing people online doing it. There's a phrase, in fact, that a lot of you have probably heard a popular quote, and it goes something along the lines of, you are the result of the five people closest to you. So they're trying to say that if you look around and who you're hanging out with, they impact you so much and you're going to start to be like them. So the phrase is, it's said to convince you to keep people close to you that are really good for you and your health in general. But what if the five people closest to you, what if none of them are doing what you want to do? Like, what if you have goals and those five people you're always around aren't doing those things, but they're still great friends and they're still great in your life and they're still different. I personally don't think that means you should drop those five close friends and find people who are doing exactly what you want to do and try to be friends with them because people who are different from you, you can learn so much from them and they can really complement your life. But then at the same time, I do think it's definitely true that it's not as optimal to you reaching your goals if you are not around people who are working towards the same thing or are already doing what you want to accomplish. So then how can you achieve your goal? How can you see yourself doing it if nobody is around you is doing that action? For example, um, being somebody who works out and is really strong, being a competitive powerlifter, that's going to be harder for you to see yourself as a competitive powerlifter if you're not friends with a ton of competitive powerlifters. This could also be career focused. Maybe you're friends with a lot of really big finance people who are super successful in their careers and that's what you want to do. You're going to be so much more likely to do that if you're around lots of people who do that action. But if that's not your situation, then there's the question of how can you see yourself doing it? And I think the example is to envision yourself doing what you want to accomplish and already living that life in which you've accomplished all of your dreams. And I'm giving all of these stories and examples and studies and anecdotes simply to say that I do think it's really important for us to actively train our mind and train our thought patterns because obviously they affect so much. So why leave your life at whim to all of these things that could influence your thoughts? And why not start feeding your brain the thoughts that you want to have and start training your brain to think in the way that you want to think and in a way that's going to support you. So one of the things that I really want to start doing in my life and just a goal of mine is to basically start training my mind more. And there's one really specific habit that I want to add, and this is reprogramming the mind before you go to sleep. Recently, I heard someone say that your thoughts before bed are what you marinate in for the entire night. And I think this is so true because when you think about it, have you ever read something before bed or watched a movie late at night or been thinking about something and your thoughts start to manifest into your dreams? And me personally, this happens so much. So I I dream about the book characters I'm reading all the time. If I'm reading a book, they're going to be in my dreams at one point if I'm really invested. If I've been watching or reading dark shows that are kind of suspenseful, 
I'll have dark dreams that are sometimes violent or chases or suspenseful, kind of like thrillers. Um, another example is when I was in high school, I used to stress about this one math class that I had and we would have tests. And I don't know why I cared so much about these math tests, but I'm just a very anxious person and I would find something to be anxious about. And I remember I would study these math problems that were gonna be on the test. And I would literally have dreams where I was doing the math problems in my sleep. And of course the numbers were kind of all gibberish, but in my head, I remember literally thinking like going through each step-by-step step in a dream. Like I was dreaming that I was practicing it. And I mean, that definitely does help you study. <laughs> I think so doing stuff like that in your dreams and it definitely helped me remember stuff. But that just goes to say that whatever you're thinking about before bed, that's gonna stay with you. And it could stay for you, stay with you for your entire sleep, eight or nine hours. And then it also starts to train your thoughts throughout the next day. So what I've been doing a lot of research about in regards to how to reprogram the mind before bed, you basically want to tell yourself affirmations or visualize yourself achieving what you want to achieve. So whatever your goal is, think of it right now, of whatever goal you want to achieve. Let's say you want to um, really harness your creativity, be more creative, be more fit, whatever it is, however you want to be, um, it could be anything. Make affirmations saying that you are those things before bed. Repeat them to yourself and that will start to program your mind. And you can look up, there's a lot of specific meditations for this on YouTube, TikTok, if you look this up in the search bar a lot of things will come up but a really easy one that i found is to imagine yourself you first of all you kind of have to get into like a meditative state so if you've never meditated before um, then you might want to do a guided one but if you have meditated a lot then you could just do a few breaths kind of get yourself calm calm down get your head clear and then the specific meditation that i was listening to that i liked you are supposed to imagine your entire body being engulfed in a white light and really visualize that. And I think that's supposed to help you see yourself as your highest self in a way. That's the way I interpret it. And then you want to physically visualize yourself doing all the things that you wanna do, whatever habits that you wanna do, however you wanna do, um, live your life, whatever you wanna achieve, you wanna visualize yourself um, basically living that life in a lot of detail. And not only can this help you fall asleep, but basically you're just programming your mind into thinking that whatever your goals are, they're actually possible. But not only are they possible, it's also reinforcing and reminding yourself of the habits that you wanna start doing. And you might be more likely to start implementing those habits into your life the next day. I've always had some type of mindfulness technique before bed, not always. I would say for the past couple of years, I've always tried to do um, stretching, breath work, meditations to calm myself, and affirmations have honestly helped me a lot when I'm feeling really anxious. I say affirmations that will help calm my anxiety and remind me that I'm calm, and just saying these affirmations until I believe them. And that has been a huge game changer in being able to fall asleep. If you struggle with being able to fall asleep, I definitely recommend that, deep breath work and affirmations. Um, but for me, they've always been just a way to calm anxiety and fall asleep, and that's it. So I definitely want to start implementing some of these techniques that reprogram the mind, and I think they could also help relieve anxiety too. So that's one strategy that I've been looking up recently, um, taking the time before bed to program your mind. But another time 
is at the gym. Of course, I'm bringing the gym back into this, but I'm also gonna provide other examples too. So first of all, I definitely think that going to the gym in general has transformed my mindset. Like if you wanna build confidence, I truly think there's nothing better that you can do than going to the gym and doing something hard and doing it as much as you can. I wanna tell a very specific example, but a couple years ago, when I was about, I'd say like 17 or 18 maybe, I don't know, it was like senior year of high school, but I saw a lot of people doing pull-ups and I thought that that was super cool and I couldn't do one and that really bothered me. I really wanted to be able to do a pull-up. So I set a goal and then I broke down the steps of how to accomplish it and I looked up a lot of tutorials on how to go from not being able to do one to being able to do pull-ups. And I looked up the techniques which were negatives, uh, negative reps, a huge game changer, and also just hanging from the bar. And that's what I did. And every day after practice, I would take 10 minutes. That's literally it. I would take 10 minutes, practice my pull-ups, do what I could, go to failure, and then that was it. That's all it took, but I did it every single day, just about. And within, I would say, three months, I was able to do a pull-up. And that was shocking to me because what a perfect example of goal setting, breaking down the actions to get you to your goal, focusing on these actions, and just reinforcing that mindset that you can do anything and you can break down big problems into small steps. You can work hard. You can approach conflict and work through it. You can endure physical discomfort short term in order to reach a bigger goal. And those are all examples of how that transformed my mind, that specific incident. But also, literally any time you go to the gym, whatever your goal is, it could be running a mile. Whatever you think is hard, whatever you think is super cool that people do, train yourself to do it and watch the way that your confidence and your mind changes and the way that you see conflict in your life. Imagine how that changes your perspective with every interaction. So I mean, even stepping into a job interview, stepping into a classroom, I think that if you're used to pushing yourself in the gym, you will navigate towards challenges and you will end up taking on bigger things and not being intimidated by it. And I think that will naturally change your life, not because of the like physical outcomes of going to the gym, like everybody talks about, oh, it changed my life, but just the mindset that guides you and the confidence that you have in yourself. So I think going to the gym is a simple example of actions that you can take in your daily life that trains your mind and builds confidence and gets you to the point in your life where you want to be. And I'm sure there's lots of other examples of something that you can do every day, anything that where you're taking on a challenge. But I definitely think that doing something physical and overcoming challenges in this way really helps your mental as well. So that's why I always talk about the gym and it doesn't have to be going to the gym. When I say that anything physical, anything moving your body and teaching yourself to get empowered through your body in that way. But I also want to take this a step further because I was thinking about this and this idea of programming your mind, framing your mind in order to achieve a goal. And I realized that I do this technique before I lift heavy and I didn't even realize that I was doing it or that this was a mindfulness technique. But then I thought about it and I realized what a good mindful technique, mindfulness technique that I have to share. So I don't power lift much anymore. I do, I do lift heavy, but I'm not really going for PRs as much. But let's go back and let's talk about when I was going for PRs a lot more often. 
a PR basically means a like a personal record. So you're trying to lift a really heavy weight that you've never lifted before. And I get really in my head with this stuff because I always think that I'm going to fail it. And I think that it's this super heavy weight. And it's really scary to think about bringing a heavy bar down on your chest or on your back and not being able to get back up. So if you are thinking about not being able to get that bar back up, anybody who lifts heavy knows this. If you're thinking that, you will not lift it. And powerlifting is such an interesting sport because it really is such a good example of how your mindset and your whatever thoughts you're telling yourself will happen. So what I would do before I would lift is I would, as people like to say now, I would be delusional. And I would look at that bar and basically I had to convince myself that it was a warm-up weight. Like even if I'd never lifted it in my life, I would lie to my brain until my brain believed it. I'd be like, this is your warm-up. And in fact, you can lift so much more than this. In fact, I could throw on another 20, but I'm just going to keep it easy. We're just going to lift this. And I would just keep relishing in this. I would look in the mirror and be like, you are so strong. Look at how ripped you are. Like you, that that's going to fly up. You don't even have to think about it because you're just that girl. You're that strong. Everybody in this gym is looking at you like, like, wow, they're all impressed by you. I, I would just keep it going. Like whatever I could do to hype up myself in my head before lifting it. Um, you're just, you know, just keep hyping yourself up. That's it. Be your own hype man. And I swear it works. The times I've hit PRs, I've had to frame my mindset before doing it. And the times I failed are when I'm not doing well mentally and I was really negative and that would literally happen. So this is something that I always used to do and I didn't even realize it was a mindfulness technique. But I did hear a TikTok from the TikTok account name is Arcanum LA. I think her name is Brooke. She also has a podcast. And she was basically describing this as a mindfulness technique, but she was using it in a way that could be applied to not just going for PRs, but just any lift that you are doing in the gym ever, any set. So I thought that this was genius, but basically you want to imagine that the action that you're doing is achieving your goal. So if you are trying to, um, I'm going to use the example of like building your back, you want a really nice back and you just let's say you don't like your back and you really wanna build it, you're going to imagine yourself having your dream back while you're doing a back exercise. So let's say you're doing lat pull downs, you're gonna imagine your back just looking absolutely perfect while you're doing it. And not only that, but you want to imagine that the action you're doing is actively achieving that ideal that you're going for. I thought that this was so smart because you can do it every set it's a way to stay really mindful while you're doing your set because a lot of us have experience just going through the motions while we're doing a lift. And I think that could really help you focus into lifting heavier. You're gonna have a mind to muscle connection and you're gonna improve your body image while you're doing that. So try implementing that next time you're at the gym, whatever exercise you're doing, just try that. And I tried it and I thought it was really helpful. I swear I was extra sore when I did that. But the other thing that Brooke said was that this technique could be applied not just to the gym but she used the example of washing your face so let's say you want to have clear skin while you're washing your face you're going to do that you're going to imagine your skin is it looks like your dream skin and the act of you cleansing it is just i guess imagining like the soap like cleaning your pores and just making you have the most radiant skin ever and the fact that that action is giving you the result that you want now this one i think does have a little bit less 
tangible benefits than like working out at the gym, but at the same time, it's free and it makes you be more mindful with whatever action you're doing. So even if like it doesn't necessarily make your skin clear up faster and make the face wash more effective, you're probably going to end up washing your face longer. I know a lot of us, like I do this where I just wash my face super quick and it's only like five seconds and I'm really trying to wash my face for like 30 to 60 seconds because apparently that helps you properly clean your face. So that would help me wash my face longer. It might make me enjoy my skincare routine more or be more likely to invest in my skincare routine because I now see myself as somebody who takes good care of their skin and takes good care of myself even. Maybe I would be more likely to drink more water and eat better throughout the day because I've just gotten that mindset of taking care of myself and doing what is good and healthy for me. So I hope that gives a good example of using this mindfulness technique to frame your mind during the day, during the actions while you're doing it, and not only just at the start of the day. So that's another action that I'm going to start doing and implementing to be more mindful. But I have one more goal to be more mindful and program my mind. And this one is so hard. It's something we all say. So don't tune me out immediately. Okay, hear me out. But it's staying off my phone in the morning. I know we've all heard this so many times and you know, you just get tired of hearing it because, you know what, I'm tired and I want to go on my phone. But at the same time, when I think about it as programming my mind for the rest of my day, I don't really want to be at the whims of social media to decide how I feel that day. Because when I wake up in the morning, I'm at a blank slate. So I'm like totally asleep, just getting on for the day. And instead of actively putting positive thoughts in my head to start my day, to frame my day in my mindset, like I talked about before, I'm letting social media like determine and frame my mind. So I'm at the whims of that and it could be anything. So if something goes wrong in my day, I haven't framed my brain to be able to interpret that and be ready for that. I think instead of going on your phone and going on social media, what if you took the time to plan something that you would enjoy for those 20 minutes or 15 minutes that would make you feel better? And that would just start your day on such a better note either something that you would enjoy or also something that could build momentum for your day. That would be really powerful in programming your mind to see yourself as productive or someone who takes care of themselves or whatever goal that you want to achieve that you're thinking of in your head right now. What if you could do something at the start of your day that could just frame your mind into seeing yourself as that person that you want to be? And I think this action could vary a lot depending on what it is your goal is. But also just taking the time to stay off your phone and rather take a second to reflect on your goals, whether it's writing, reading, meditating for a minute. I don't know what exactly this action will be for me that I want to add in to help frame my head. I think it could be as simple as just like saying yourself a few positive sentences in your mind. That takes like 30 seconds, maybe a minute. I think you could have them written down somewhere. I don't know. I think that could be really helpful. So to sum it all up, Those are three different techniques that are really helpful in framing your mindset for your day and for your life. Meditating before bed to program your mind, meditating and being mindful as you're doing an action and thinking about how that's helping you achieve your goal, and taking a second in the morning as well. I think another important note to add is that I've spent this whole podcast talking about how your mind controls your actions. But what I'm trying to say is that it's a cycle. 
So your mind is controlling your actions to start it, but at the same time, you doing that action is going to reinforce your mind into keeping those positive thoughts and energies, and it just ends up being a big cycle, and that's literally how habits form. So let's say the alarm goes off in the morning and you just immediately hit the snooze button and you don't even think about it. You're just letting your action go off without any thought. And then you wake up, I don't know, 25 minutes later and now you're late. Now you're a little bit annoyed because you have to rush. So what you're basically proving to your mind in this situation is that you can't do what you need to do. The time that you set for yourself to wake up is something that you said you would do and then you didn't do it. So now you've framed yourself for the rest of your day to think about everything that you have to do as optional. But if we flipped the action and made it you getting up because that's the time that you said you were going to get up, now we have this action telling your mind that you're somebody who does exactly what you have to do. You don't think about it. It's not hard. And you can do hard things. And this is going to make your thoughts different throughout the day, which is then going to affect your actions. And then it's just going to form this loop, this cycle. So if you feel like you are stuck in a negative cycle, you can definitely get out of it. And if you're in a positive cycle, keep that momentum going because I truly think the more that you do these actions, the more you are just ingraining that positive habit into yourself. I also wanna take a second to touch on last week's goals that I set for myself where I talked about how to just enjoy summer. It was a lot more of a lighthearted episode. If you haven't listened to that already, I talked about Barbie, my interpretation of the Barbie movie, and also just things that I want to do to help me enjoy the last month of summer and have fun. So it's been a week and I want to touch on the things that I said. The first one, going to the beach once a week. I did not go to the beach. I'm going to be real honest. So hopefully next episode, I'm able to update you guys that I have done that. I also said that I wanted to go on a hike, and I'm proud to say that I did do this one because my friend Donnie invited me, thanks Donnie, and me and Ben went as well, and we went on a hike, and my review of that is that it was super nice, and it was really nice to be out in nature, and I had a good time, so I definitely recommend doing that. And the last thing I said was I wanted to do some exploring a little bit outside my direct city and visit a museum, and I still want to go to this museum. There's a museum that's about... I think it's like 45 minutes away. So, you know, just outside um, St. Pete and it's really pretty. So I definitely want to go there. So hopefully I update you guys soon that I made it to that museum. And I have one new addition of things that I want to do to add to my goals and list of things, bucket list, I guess. And that's finding a flower truck. I always see them around Tampa. They're really big here. It's basically like a food truck but they have a ton of flowers and you can kind of pick your own bouquet and pick out individual flowers and then they wrap it up for you and it's really cute. And that is my mission to find one. So be on the lookout for content from that. Also, I wanted to start this episode talking about something that's new in my week and I did not do that. I just dove right into the episode, went right into it. So I hope that wasn't too much for you guys to start, but I will make that segment now. So to update you, one thing that I've been doing new in my week since last episode is I've been studying Spanish a little more. I've suddenly gotten an urge to keep studying that. And how I've been doing that actually is through TikTok. You know, I love TikTok and YouTube, but basically I'm always just kind of going on TikTok and mindlessly watching videos like get ready with me's and little vlogs and stuff like that. And I thought, why not watch the videos that I like to watch in Spanish to help me study? 
And I've really been enjoying that because it does not feel like studying, even though obviously I have to try to pay attention and use subtitles and read them and go slowly. I still find it helpful and a lot more enjoyable. So if you have any recommendations for Spanish speaking YouTubers, TikTokers, I'm looking for a good podcast that's in Spanish. Um, let me know. I can only understand certain people though. Like if they talk too fast, I just, I just can't do it. Anyways, that wraps up this episode. If you have any thoughts and want to talk more about this, about what resonated with you, definitely send me a DM. If you want to support my podcast, you could rate it and leave a review. That helps a lot. Sending it to a friend, sharing it to your story, all of that really helps. But ultimately, thanks for being here and listening. Hope you enjoyed. See you next week.